Great to have your company for On The Pace on this Wednesday morning on Sky Sports Radio. And we have plenty to discuss as well. We're only, what, 10 days out from the world's richest harness race at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. Next Saturday evening, $2.1 million will go on the line in the Tab Eureka, over 2,400. We now have the final field confirmed and the barrier draw this time next week will have been completed. It'll be coming to you live on Sky Racing 1 from 930 next Wednesday morning. More on that in the lead-up as well. And there's plenty of lead-up happening. There's a trialling session currently underway at Menangle and an all-important trialling session as well. Two confirmed Tab Eureka runners have trialled in the last half an hour or so. The most intriguing of them, of course, Captain Ravishing. We know that he has had an interesting preparation, it's safe to say, in lead-up. He was uh, the first horse locked into the Tab Eureka, but he certainly had the most intrigue surrounding him in the last few weeks. And uh, without seeing the trial, he was defeated by about 20 metres in a trial uh, just after 10 o'clock this morning at Menangle by Typo. So we are awaiting further news to come through. No replays available just yet. So I guess we're dealing with limited information at the moment. But on face value... Uh, maybe a, another slight concern there with Captain Ravishing, who was a one-time favourite for this race and is now at double figures with Tab Magician, however. Uh, the Taz Racing uh, runner looks as though he had a nice familiarisation with Menangle, only beaten seven metres in that trial behind the open class paces of Typo and Pete said so. They ripped up the straight in 26 flat on what appears to be probably not the uh, nicest of days weather-wise at Menangle, so... Some sharp footwork there over the concluding stages, but we await further news in regards to Captain Ravishing, how he comes through that trial and exactly uh, what did transpire. Uh, speaking of the Tab Eureka, we're looking forward to seeing my ultimate Ronnie have his final preparation run on Saturday night at Menangle. He's one of, well, he's the only one having uh, a start this weekend ahead of the big dance next Saturday night. His trainer is Jared Orchard and he's joining us as our guest for On The Pace this morning. Good morning, Jared. How are you? Good, thanks, Brett. How are you? Very well, thank you. We're 10 days out from the big dance. How are things in uh, the Soho Standardbreds Tumby Park, uh, I guess, part of this very, very intriguing puzzle? Yeah, no, I couldn't be happier with my horse at the moment. Um, as it's been publicised, he sort of probably didn't have the best campaign in Queensland. Not that he was bad, he just was just a bit below his best. You know, he had two starts and two thirds and they weren't terrible runs, but I just wasn't up to his level I thought um we come come back and got some blood results done and um he, he just seems back to his old self he just he's bright uh he had his final hit out this morning and um I couldn't have been happier with how he worked he he felt sharp and um yeah just we're right where we want him at the moment he had a trial this time last week and he trialled in 151 and 4 home in a really sharp back half of 27.9 and 26 and 3. So that must have been a, a positive step in the right direction for you. Probably a sigh of relief after that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I knew in my own heart that, it, and that he was back to where we needed to be. He, he's just, he's such an easy horse to read. Um, and he just his work had just been so much better than before we went to Queensland and not that I wasn't happy with his work before I went to Queensland, it was just that I just thought he was a little bit underdone before Queensland but he, he just had a couple of little underlying problems, nothing major but um, 
since we've been back, he's just um, yeah, he's just really sharp and he's on the ball and um, yeah, we we couldn't be happier with him and that trial. Um, he needed a good blowout, but it was a pretty good trial because it was a really boggy track and. Um, I suspect if it was a drier track, he would have ran a lot quicker time than what he ran. So um, we heading into the race, we couldn't be happier with where we're at. It's interesting, I guess, everybody's lead up towards this race. And it's not, uh, I guess, absurd or, or different for horses to race week to week in harness racing as opposed to uh, the thoroughbred scene where we often see horses come in fresh. But are you surprised that you're the only runner uh, racing seven days out from this real staying contest. It, it, are you advantaged in that sense? Are a few of your other rivals going to, to really need to burn up the racetrack to be at peak fitness come next Saturday night? Oh, I think every trainer knows their own horse and um, what's best for their horse. Um, with where we're at, I think it was best for our horse to... Um, to go around over the 2300 we probably wouldn't have raced him if if it was a mile um because the race the eureka had been over 2400 i didn't see too much benefit racing over the mile and then stepping back out in trip so um when we sat down after queensland and mapped out a plan it just really fitted in with what we were able to do at home and um especially he's a big heavy bull big heavy stallion so I think the run will really tighten him up for this week for um, for the following week. Speaking of this week, you, you haven't drawn the best out in nine, but what do you tell Cam uh, in lead-up to Saturday night's free-for-all event? How do you want him driven? Because, of course, this week's important. It's still a horse race, but it is a, a preparation run for next. So uh, does he need a a soul-searching run on Saturday night or do we see him sat up and uh, driven for his high speed, which he's probably not been known for in the past, but it's clearly there judging by that trial. I think he's underestimated in how much speed he's actually got. Um, everyone thinks he's probably lacks a bit of high speed, but he actually doesn't. Like, he, he's very fast. He, he reeled off a super quick half, I think in maybe even sub-53 or low-53s here one night coming off the speed and um, he, he has got high speed and his sectionals in the chariots of fire were unbelievable. Um, he he does have that high speed, but um, the driving instructions will be get left to Cam. He can drive him however he wants. He'll only get one instruction and that will be don't kill him. The main name's the next week. Um, so, yeah, he just um, he can drive him how he sees fit, but I just don't want him having a full gut buster this week. Um it just he just needs to go around and have a good blowout and he'll be spot on for next week. And just cross yeah. our fingers we'll get a good draw. Yeah, well that's another intriguing part of this puzzle. We know for the three year olds and for Encipher where they're going to draw, but for the four year old Antis and Geldings, uh, Gates four out uh, are still on offering and I think we've I guess, learnt over the last few years as well with the 2,400-metre starting point at Menangle that those middle to wide draws aren't the be-all and end-all with that starting point. So close to run into the back straight. So it's still going to be certainly... You, um, you've only got to look on Saturday night. Captain Hammerhead is a really quick beginner and he come come out near last four fence. Um, I, I think really barriers one and two and maybe even three are actually a disadvantage, not an advantage, because... At Menangle, you're getting let go on a bend over the 2400. Um, 
So you can go back through all the races that have been run over 2,400 and it's definitely not an advantage for them one, two and possibly three. Yeah, no no doubt about that. And even hearing David Moran earlier this week speak about uh, maybe wanting barrier two instead of barrier one certainly places uh, that intrigue as part of that also. So that'll all come through next Wednesday. Uh, there will be the barrier draw reveal at 9.30 a.m. You've also got uh, plenty of other runners over, uh, well, one tonight and then at Menangle on Saturday. So whilst we're uh, discussing my ultimate Ronnie, we might as well get an update on a few of these others all the way to Bathurst tonight for one runner. So I'm sure that you'll be hoping my ultimate Flynn makes it count. And I'm assuming you wouldn't be heading there if you didn't think that he was going to? Yeah, well, we had nominated a couple of others, but the open race never stood up, so we had to uh, rely on just the one runner tonight, but we were mainly going for him anyway because he's, um, yeah, he, he's a progressive two-year-old and he, he's um, he's been a little bit slow maturing, but um, we have got a lot of time for him. Um, his trial last week was really good. He was really sharp, and um, I think he's going to be a fairly smart horse in another twelve months. He's just—he's just a very slow learner, and um, mentally and physically not fully there yet. But I think in twelve months' time, you'll see quite a nice horse. All right. Well, we'll watch him tonight. Expect him to win, and then uh, possibly follow him going forward. What's he up for at the moment, Jared? Is is a breeder's crown something that you're considering with him? Yeah, it's been a New Zealand bred. I think he's just got the breeder's crown, um, but he'd have to really keep stepping up to warrant going there. Or probably what I'd be leaning towards with him would be give him a few runs around here and tip him out. Hopefully, he can mature a little bit more and maybe like a race like the New South Wales Derby. Um, but he would have to improve as you know, in himself, but mentally and physically improve. But that would be the ultimate goal. Um, whereas if we head towards the Breeders' Crown with him, you don't get as long off. So although they have moved the dates to the Breeders' Crown forward a little, it's still, I think if we give him a few runs here and... Um, yeah, we might be able to put him away for the New South Wales Derby. All right. Well, he goes around in race number six tonight at Bathurst. Cam Harderboard, the state's leading driver's only drive on tonight's card as well. So you would expect him to be ultra hard to beat. And then on Saturday night, you've got uh, plenty of engagements. In the first race, my ultimate Chevron and Firestorm Red have had very much uh, varying fortunes with the barrier draw. So I would assume the ever-consistent my ultimate Chevron is the best chance of the duo. Um, I, I think I've got a lot of time for Firestorm Red. I actually really like him. I think he's probably the better of the two horses, but with the worst barrier. Um, Mildermann Chevron, his body just improved out of sight um, to where we thought he was just going to be a provincial sort of horse, and he's come through straight through to the 95s, and he's done a terrific job, but he's probably um, maybe looking for, for the paddock. Uh, so he'll probably go around this week and judging on how he goes, he might have a little freshen up after this week. But his run last week was better than it looked on face value. He's out the back in a slow run race and he's he actually hit the line okay. His half was really good. But, um, yeah, Firestorm Red, I think he's going to be a horse that, um, with another preparation with me, he might even step up into the, the free-for-all grades. Not a genuine free-for-all player, but I think he's consistently go around in the free-for-alls but he has got a bad draw so if he has a little bit of luck 
um, I think he'll be right there a bit. All right, that's the first race on Saturday night at Ben Angle. Tegan Banner, another poor draw for this guy. He's been a little unlucky of late, but once a, the barrier draw, I got, I guess, God's change a little for him. He's probably going to win another race shortly. Yeah, I thought he should have won his last two starts. He's just been so unlucky. He, um, he pushed him over the line last week and never got out. And as the same was the week before. So the last two weeks, he's just gone to the line hard held. No luck. So he'll get his chance this week. He won't be going to the fence. Um, and it is a stronger race this week. But um, I, I give him a good chance. All right, that's race four. Tegan Banner, we've already discussed my ultimate runner. He goes around in race six. And Regal Attire goes around in the seventh race, a, a wide gate for him as well. But that was always going to be the case with his rating. He's coming into this off the freshen and uh, a fairly sedately run trial. But uh, he's so consistent and you can rely on him so well that he's never out of any race that he contests. Yeah, he's been a great horse for us. Um, he wasn't a dear purchase and... Um, yeah, he's just been such a great horse and money spinner. Uh, he's no world beater, but um, he just hasn't raced for a few weeks just only because of the, the programming here in Sydney hasn't allowed him to race. So he's probably going to need the run a little bit, but um, the way the race maps, it doesn't map well for him. But I think he'll um, he'll go good. And if he goes good, there's a good race for him at Melton next Saturday night. Um, stand start over 2700 where he's a 120 rater and he gets to draw the front so if he goes good this week and hitting the line good we might look to ship him down to Melton where he can draw the front next Saturday night. All right well a watch on him on Saturday night ahead of a potential southern trip uh, to Melton for what's the group two Australasian trotting championships final so that's regal attire in race number seven appreciate your time this morning Jared best of luck uh, with all those runners, but particularly my ultimate Ronnie in the lead-up to next Saturday night's Tabureka. No worries. Thanks a lot. That's Jared Alchin, the trainer of My Ultimate Ronnie, joining us this morning. He's also the trainer of My Ultimate Flynn, who'll go around at incredibly short odds tonight at Bathurst uh, in what is... Uh, who what is a, a two-year-old maybe for us to watch as uh, the season progresses and maybe even into his three-year-old year as well. Tabureka pre-draw market has my ultimate Ronnie as a $34 hope at the present time. Leap to fame still continues to dominate at $1.70. So Bathurst tonight is our lone card of harness racing. Nine races in total. The first set getting underway at 5.41 and then we have a different looking Thursday tomorrow with still the two cards of racing but Bankstown in the daytime slot and Tamworth in the nighttime slot so eight races from Bankstown tomorrow for something a little uh, different as mentioned and Tamworth will utilize their lighting for a, another eight races tomorrow evening with a, a rare Thursday night fixture for the Tamworth region we'll touch on that all tomorrow morning and I'm sure plenty more to come through as well particularly around that trial at Menangle featuring Captain Ravishing and Magician 2 players in this year's Tab Eureka that's to come tomorrow morning here on Sky Sports Radio at 10:30